man? What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I'm your host, Brian Ruka, and with me, as always over there, is my man and yours, producer Juice. He's known out there on the World Wide Web as the Truth Box because he spits truth all day, every day, east of the Mississippi, south of the Mason-Dixon, and that's his home base, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Truth Box, what do you get to say to all the people out there in the right and wrong audience today, my man? Hey, what's up, audience? Now, uh, real quick. Not a juice clip today, speaking from the heart, something serious, and, um, you know, love doing the funny bits and speaking through the clips, but got to bring something to the attention, especially people in Massachusetts. Um, you know, this this gun control bill, HD 4420, is is bad news for, for everybody involved. Um, you know, one, definitely look into it, regardless if you're pro-gun or not. You know, it's it's not ideal in general for liberty. A <laughs> um, couple of things. One, it redefines a firearm to even in- include, uh, you know, stun guns, uh, mandates safe storage procedures, even if, you know, I would lock guns up because I have children in the home. Great, great um, thing to do. But no, even if regardless, you have to lock your guns up because the state tells you to. Uh, registration of all guns and and magazines, you know, register your, your magazine. Uh, and, you know, you change out a gun on a barrel. I mean, a barrel on a gun. Uh, you know, put a, a threaded barrel or a different colored barrel into your Glock. Okay, you got to register that now, too. You know, it, it's it's crazy. Um, also, bans anyone 21. You have to be 21 or over to even carry a long gun now. You know, shotguns included, etc. Um, you know, just wanted to say a, a bit about this instead of doing a clip and as a wise man once told me you know these are scary times uh for gun owners sure but also for for liberty in general uh each day getting closer and closer to their end goal of totalitarian rule that's what i got to say brian back to you wow wow i know i say straight fire almost every week from those uh, referring to a clip, but man, the juice box coming deep for us today. Speaking yeah, of stumbled over truth. some, stumbled over some of it, but the fact remains, you know, I'm not the on air personality, but HD 4420, it's just, you know, bad news for the second amendment and bad news in general, right? All those bad things that I was saying, Jesus, you think the, the person who's committing the, the crimes and things like, yeah, they're not registering their magazine or their, or, you know, their stun gun, you know, <laughs> but you better lock your, yours up. And, and it, there was another part, like saying, if uh, you make a modification on a, on a firearm, like, does that mean like if you put a red dot or a different sights on it, you have to go and tell the state. I, That's I incredible. It, yeah, it's, so. it's insane. And to your point, like too, with saying that, like 
the criminals aren't out there registering their guns anyways. And yeah. it's like all the these states that have taken the guns, taking the guns out of the law abiding citizens' hands. Absolutely. Yeah. If somebody's going to go shoot up a Walmart, I want the juice box in there strapped, be, being able to d- help defend ourselves instead of having to wait there like sitting ducks. It's crazy. Um, but great stuff, great information, and definitely something to look out for here in uh, my home state of Massachusetts. So thank you for that, Mr. Juice Box. Um, keep up the great work. So on today's show, we will be talking about the affirmative action case, the um, website design case, and the student loan forgiveness case, all in our Supreme Court segment of the episode today. We will also be talking about Hunter Biden and his corruption in uh, how it relates to the big guy, Joe Biden. And we'll also come in with a nice fired up lightning round. And then we have a come on, man, segment of the day designed for all you dog lovers out there. You're not going to want to miss that. So uh, I guess without further ado, let's uh, welcome in our good friend, Mr. Rick Flair, because it is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! Woo! Gotta love those. Thank you, Mr. Flair. Well, um, short and sweet today. Uh, I don't have a ton prepared uh, for this part of it. It's basically just wanted to let everybody know who has followed us from the start here. Uh, You guys know that I'm a sports fan at heart. Started off that way, always have been, always will be. Um, I hope. Maybe not anymore because sports are getting super woke and it's uh, hard to follow them. But anyways, I always thought I would be talking, um, doing stuff like this in relation to sports. So even with politics and the cultural stuff that we talk about, the religion that we talk about, I always kind of come at it with that mindset of um, the way I would consume sports. So right now, I think what's happening is very similar to what you're seeing in the world of Major League Baseball, NBA, hockey, football, all that stuff. They get covered by journalists who are no longer objective journalists. They get covered by sports fans. They get covered by people that just want to be cool with the guys that they're covering. They look up to these athletes and cover them with that lens in mind. And the same exact thing happens with our politics these days. And everybody that's in the, um, you know, White House press room, aside from my man, Zach Morris, uh, Peter Ducey, they are just so happy that they work as a journalist that gets to cover the White House. And they're willing to kiss up, play the game, be buddies with Juice's favorite press secretary of all time, KJP, uh, just so she'll call on them for a question. And it's removed all their, their ability to be critical of the regime. Um, it happened in the opposite way when it was Trump in, in place there. They all wanted to be combative with him, go at him because A, they don't like him because of his policies. And then B, that gave them their, you know, screen time that they desire. You know, think of um, Jim Acostas. That's where he was coming from with that. So it is ruining sports. It, it's definitely making me less of a sports fan because – you know, I grew up in a place here in Boston where that would be a question for a player for the Red Sox. Can he handle the big, bad Boston media? 
And what they ended up doing instead was pretty much bribing the big bad Boston media by um, treating them, you know, very well, treating them like borderline employees. The owner of the Red Sox bought one of the newspapers here, the Boston Globe. So he literally owns the newspaper that covers his own team. Um, But, you know, you'd hear stories back in the day about them classroom players. And then in the 2000s there, it was they got great catered meals for the media and they started embracing them. And then a sports, you know, anchor, you know, someone who needs to cover the team, travel with the team. They make relationships with those players and then they can get a story out of it. So they're not going to go in, in, you know, then rip that player who just gave him a story. And again, it's the same thing that's happening with the political scene too. And I'm sure it's happened throughout history. It, it might not be a unique take from me tonight. Um, I, I'm just telling you from, you know, just a regular guy who never used to really cover politics or be all that interested in it. I see the same parallels going on and um, it all boils down to integrity. Um, you know, what you hold for yourself, um, what kind of morality you have and, you know, are you willing to sell your opinion for, um, you know, fame, money, or, you know, just a seat at the table. And I think too many of these people are doing it these days and it, it seeps into the entire culture. That's it. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. That's not a rap yet. Come on, Juice. Why are you playing the end stuff? We just we're just getting started here, baby. We're gonna be like Lionel Richie playing this game all night long. Uh kind of an accident. Maybe we'll take care of it later. Yeah, just like we took care of all those F bombs from Carlson a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I'm convinced that's why the second episode it wasn't that anything to do with us. I thought it was hilarious with the short tall. The tall, large oh. bit, oh, yeah, but nice less views. I think it's the F-bombs. Uh-oh. Come on, people. Well, and we threw it up right before the holiday, too. You know, where we, you know, to you fans out there, I know we've been inconsistent with our recording sessions and timing, but it's the summer months. We're still trying to get used to this video type of thing. And uh, the algorithms are different over here. They are, <laughs> they are different. So, all right, let's get jump into things. Uh, first thing we want to talk about is how great the uh, you know past couple rulings from the Supreme Court have been. Uh, I know we're a couple of couple of weeks old at this point, but it's been a topic we've wanted to get to. And again, like I said, the summer schedule holiday just happened, so um, we're getting to it now. And this, my friends, is the lasting legacy of Donald J. Trump. He got three. Supreme Court justices nominated. Just think about where we would be right now if Juice's girl, Killary, got in there and, and ended up um, getting to appoint those judges herself. And It'd be crazy. What you're going to discuss doesn't include Dobbs. That is true. That's like, true. I mean, that, that one in and of itself is worth it. Trump's four years. <laughs> he ran away. I thought he was going to say yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's worth it. 
Okay, back to you. Okay. Oh, man, I love doing it this way so much better than our old way. This is great. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it, too. But um, anyways, the first case that got overturned was the affirmative action decision. And it was, you know, the students, and thankfully, they were Asian students involved, because I'm convinced if it was only white kids that were behind this lawsuit, it wouldn't have got overturned. But it was um, ruled that. Harvard and University of North Carolina were discriminating against white and Asian students because they were taking, um, you know, people of African-American descent, um, you know, Spanish descent, Native American descent, and whatever Elizabeth Warren thinks she is, descents in... Latinx. Latinx. Thank you. Yes. Lots of Latinx. Um, They were getting special privilege in obviously granted access to the schools ahead of students that were Asian or white that might've had better grades, better test scores or whatever. Um, We've grown up. I'm 38 and Oh, juice just turned 39 this past week. Happy birthday, pal. Thanks. Don't say specifics. Oh yeah. That's the age. Oh, that's the age, baby. Not about that. Don't tell them my exact birthday. Oh, okay. Just yeah. recently. I thought yeah. he was trying to hide it, like trying to be, so be I, like a 20-year-old. No, I'm 30 then. Okay. All right, cool. Um, but back we've grown up in a world. <laughs> Stick around. Hang out with me. Come on back. We grew up in a world where that's all we've known is affirmative action. Um, you guys know, I mean, hopefully you know that I told you about being the president of my union when I had that job with the city of Boston. And Right off the beginning of the contract that we had in bold lettering, it's the union and the city agrees already. It was like non-negotiable, non-negotiable. Thanks, Juice. Um, But (laughs) it was uh, right there in bold that we both agreed to hire based on affirmative action practices. And I know this case here has to do with school admissions, um, but we grew up in a world that that was just how it is. It's just the world we live in. And we've all known it's been absurd. We've all known that it's a racist practice. And I'm sorry, just because there was slavery in this country, two wrongs don't make a right. You don't discriminate against people nowadays based on the color of their skin in order to make up some um, injustice that was done to people's great, 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 great grandfathers and grandmothers who has nothing to do with us today in 2023. Um, And the thing that really frustrated me a lot with like the way the left wants to use affirmative action is they have no end game in sight with it either. There's no like, okay, once we get to X, Y, or Z, then we'll treat everybody equally according to their ability. There was no end in sight to it. It was just, this is what it's going to be. And it's going to be like this forever. And that's just not right. You guys all know this. Um, I've often spoke again. I I think I've shared it here on the show, but someone who I don't want to out specifically that, um, that I know just uh, on the, on the left side of things once told me that my son, who's four of the friends all had some sort of um, different, you know, race 
you know, half white, half, you know, Puerto Rican, um, you know, black and Asian, this and the other thing. Everybody else was mixed race, um, except for my son. And I said to this person, should those that we all grew up in the same spot, we're all going to Boston public schools. We all live in the same neighborhood here. All of us parents all have similar, you know, jobs and stuff. When they all go to apply for colleges, should they get in before my son? And this person looked at me dead in the face and said, yes. Couldn't believe it. It still boggles my mind. So now that we have a ruling like this, that's no longer going to happen. They're going to be in based on their ability. Um, I mean, I do know, Juice, you know about this, right? The left is already angling to try to be like, okay, well, we will just, you know, you can write in your letter, your essay to uh, explain the hardships in your life. Harvard, like immediately after the ruling, here's how we'll skirt this ruling, you know, put in your essay, you know. Black, 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 black. I'm black. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Latin. Um, Yeah. Latinx. Wait, is it Latinx or is it Latinx? I don't even know what the Uh, appropriate one is. Pulling AOC. She could probably tell us. Um, I did want to mention, too, that there was big dissent uh, or, or like, you know, the stuff that came out from the ruling um, that everybody focused on was Clarence Thomas writing in favor of um, overthrowing affirmative action and Judge Jackson. I'm sorry, Judge Jackson. Woo! Remember that one? I am um, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was uh, wrote a dissenting opinion. Dissent. Did I get that right? Dissenting? I don't uh, know. Kind of. Descending. Condescending. Condescending <laughs> to people of color and it, not. Just that is great. That's the, why he's on the show, people. The, brain. the brains of the operation. Um, but it was an, incredible because Clarence Thomas grew up in the segregated South before civil rights movement. And he succeeded in spite of the obstacles in his in his way. And Judge Jackson was born in the 70s after the civil rights movement and succeeded because of unconstitutional laws designed to provide her black privilege. And you can see the difference just by the way they view this. And it, it's really sad. It, it's, it's a joke, but she thinks she's self-righteous and in the right with this. Uh, Juice, what do you think of all this stuff? You got anything else about the affirmative action? Uh no, I'm, I hope it spreads from the institutions to everything else. Like the, that's the what scariest, I'm hoping. The scariest part that I I see with the you know diversity, equity, inclusion, this, that, the other. Like when you start doing things that are putting other people's lives at risk. Like oh, we're gonna hire a lot more uh, female and black pilots, regardless if they're the best person to fly the plane. But we're gonna hire that. You know, like yeah. when it especially if it has something to do with other people's lives at stake, something or other, get the best person for the job. Thank you. You know, black, white, brown, green, uh, non-binary. Doesn't matter. Anything. The best doctor, pilot, et cetera. Even if I'd even take Dylan Mulvaney flying that plane, if he was the best pilot to do it. Love you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you guys Uh, for flying (laughs) non-binary airlines. Love (laughs) you. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be great. 
All right. So the other um, one that we want to get to is the web designer in Colorado. Now, the left had a conniption over this one because apparently there wasn't even like a uh, an actual case yet. Like that's what they're trying to get away with, like a technicality saying it shouldn't have been heard because no one tried to actually get this web designer to design a website specifically for a gay wedding. Um, the web designer um, was kind of proactive with it and it, it led, you know, all the way up to the Supreme court where at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like on that, what I care about is the ruling that came out and what the court decided was that it's not discriminating against a gay person. If you refuse to provide the message that they're making you say and provide, um, which is something that you should all stop and pump the brakes. Now I get it that a lot of people out there know someone who's gay. They have a friend who's gay, a relative who's gay. They, you know, we've grown up again in a culture that is post-sexual revolution. And, you know, throughout the nineties and the two thousands, it's been, you know, a rainbow America. We all know that now it's going too far and it's getting out of hand and we're finally seeing the brakes pumped, but you can't expect somebody to not only accept you, but affirm you. And that's what we're falling into with like the trans stuff too. It's like, you don't have to hate on somebody for being gay. You don't have to hate on someone who's trans, but I don't have to go around and condone it and celebrate and tell you I'm all for it. That's going too far. And the thing with this case that I don't think enough people realize is they're trying to, you know, make it sound like it's the same thing as discriminating against somebody for the color of their skin, for race. They're using it, you know, that there's a civil rights protection for your sexual orientation or identity, which is just absurd. There shouldn't be. Um, but there is. Now, if you look at someone across the room who's black, you know that that person's black. You They can't do anything about it. They were born with black skin, like brown skin. That's just a fact. You can't look across the room and just know that somebody enjoys having sex with a man or enjoys having sex with a female. <laughs> See, that's the thing. We You can in a way, but that's because they're presenting themselves in a specific way. It's not just... So you're trying to just, say overall, like, okay, say if somebody is black, you can't refuse the service, you know, but like, say if it's a gay person and you're selling sandwiches, you, you can't refuse the service that way but if it's a gay person who's saying to make me a gay website with gay stuff then you can re refuse it because it goes against what of course. you're creating of course absolutely it seemed it's like, like you needed a little help i don't know if that's what it is and that's the decision but i'm trying to help you no that's exactly what the decision is it's like they're not saying no to them because they're gay they're saying no because of what the gay person's asking them to, to say and to do and to endorse. So that's a lot different than just saying, Oh, you're gay. I'm not going to service you. You know, you're black. Get out of my store. I'm not going to service you. Hmm. No, but if you come in and, and you happen to be black and you ask me to make you a SWAT sticker, 
like I could say, no, I'm not going to make that. Right. Like if you happen to be gay and you come in to my store and say, what if it's a black gay person going to get a SWAT sticker sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Then I think like we've, we've hit the uh, apocalypse, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That might be it. What else, what else did the Supreme court do the other week? So the other one that they did was the, they shot down the student loan forgiveness that um, is a complete joke. It was thrown out by the Biden campaign. um, And he was acting like basically bribing people like, we'll we'll wave a magic wand to forgive your student loan debt if you vote for us. Right. And he even said like, I don't think I'll be able to do this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said before it happened that they didn't have the power. The president doesn't have the power to do this. And the Supreme court actually quoted her when they made their ruling on this. Um, It's an act that would need to be done by Congress. Um, And Biden threw it out there, made the ruling. Basically that's the way he tries to operate. He tried the same thing with the OSHA um, trying to mandate COVID vaccine stuff. He just threw it against the wall, hoping it would stick knowing that it's unconstitutional, it's going to get shut down, but that it's going to take a while to get through the court system. And he had this out there, the the student loan forgiveness stuff in time for everybody to go vote for him when he knew deep down that this wasn't going to, this was going to be laughed at basically. And that's what Not happened. A joke. Not a joke. <laughs> this one was a joke <laughs> and uh, he should have known that. So um, this one to me out of the three, I think it's the least interesting, at least from my point of view, because I just think it's so cut and dry. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Like, I don't think you needed this one to go to the Supreme Court. I'm glad it did. And and we got it settled. But this one seemed pretty obvious. The other ones, you know, there's at least a little bit of like conversation you could have with it, a little bit of debate. Um, even even me here trying to explain the uh, website designer one had the juice box asking questions, which is great. Like we should be able to kind of talk through some of that stuff. Cause it's, it's not just. What if it rad. was a web designer making a website for SWAT sticker sandwiches? <laughs> now what are you doing? I don't know, man. Uh, but uh, my thought on the, the thing that kills me about the, the student loan forgiveness one uh, is that the people who were like, well, what about the PPP loans? from you know the covid to oh, the, yeah, the businesses yeah. well like you know one they're completely different things because the same people who are asking for the student loan forgiveness benefited from the ppp loans if they're if they're doing hey you can't open your business you can't do whatever but you can take out you know we'll give you this money in order to pay the people who we're saying can't go to work i don't know how that's yep. comparable to student loan forgiveness to the individual yeah Absolutely. And it's like those those things, like you said, they were they're put in place because the government was literally saying you cannot open your doors business. We'll give you this loan so that you don't have to lay off your, your workforce so you can still keep writing checks to your employees while we make them stay home. Nobody and they could have turned around anyone. and took some of those checks to pay for the loans that they took out. Exactly. exactly. Coming from somebody but, who has student loans. Yeah. But instead, what we all do, we all we all got like I, I got a Peloton with that COVID money. You probably got like a um, Tower of Terror like uniform. Yeah. <laughs> or like a, 
or a shotgun but, or something. But whatever. Like we all, nobody like. Like that was the time that like people, you know, that were probably smart would have been investing that money into something. Um, or, you know, if you really did get laid off, lose your job, um, using that to sustain your life. But um those are the no. uh things though. I'm saying those are the uh the stimulus, which is different than the PPP. Oh yeah, yeah, different. you're right. But either way, like the PPP was like a business lo- like to the business. Yeah, yeah, that went to the so business. They could not continue the payroll. Yeah. Exactly. And like the stimulus thing didn't work because it's like, dude, we can't go anywhere and spend this money. How are you gonna stimulate the economy <laughs> when people yeah, are just gonna st- uh, stimulate Amazon in Bezos? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Crazy. All right. Crazy. Uh, All right, what do you think? I would love to go over to a lightning round. Have a, uh, I hate this. Like in work and stuff, people call it a, a bio break. Meaning, bio like, you break. Take a, yeah, take a leak. They're saying, What? I don't get it. Like, biological, you got to take a pee. So, bio break like the biological sex that you are. Like, who goes pee where? Is that where you're going? Yeah, which My place do you go pee? Are all gendered. Okay, all right. No, I get what you're saying. I think, like, a bio break. Like, I have to biohazard. Do- like, gotta go drop a yeah, hazardous materials. Yeah. <laughs> All, right, I'll, uh, All right. Let's take. See let's you guys on one. the other side. Yep. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. Wait, I thought you were going for. Oh, okay. a bio break. A bio break. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're gonna go. <laughs> right. So there is an update on this whole bio break situation. Uh, Ju- Juice, you want to let yeah. them know? <laughs> yeah, I was got excited about the bio break. I guess nomenclature is that the word? I don't, the that one's over my head now. Okay. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> like you're all yeah. buzzed down. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're flying. I jumped the gun on the bio break situation. There's there's one more um, uh, topic to hit real quick. Hunter oh, Biden, yes, yeah, Hunter, Hunter Biden thing, absolutely. And his, uh, the uh, touchy, touchy Joe. We got a big thing here, all about the the whole Biden laptop. So, what do you want to begin to Ref- reference a page if you need me to pull anything up? I'll okay, on that. Which you know, this was fake news. I mean, disinformation. Oh uh, yes, yeah. No, I mean that know. whole thing, like. When we upload this episode onto YouTube, there's just gonna it's gonna look like you're holding just like nothing, like a blank. It's just gonna be blacked out. YouTube's gonna censor that. Um, so the Hunter thing that we do want to get to, though, obviously we know about the cocaine that was found. Um, that's not it, but um, we do want to talk about this situation with the WhatsApp message that came out and uh, that whole thing. You guys know about this one. Hunter shaking down a Chinese diplomat um, and the message coming out just a couple weeks ago now. And I'm going to quote exactly what was written. Um, and this is what this knucklehead sent in. Again, I barely know what WhatsApp is, but essentially uh, I believe it works like a text message. Am I right about that, Juice? Yeah, same thing. I think it's – I know a lot of people use it also to, like, communicate to – like say if your cell phone plan doesn't communicate to China, okay, you know you can use this where 
you know, it doesn't have to be like an actual text. You both That's how the Bidens a millionaires. They don't pay for that extra cell service to China. They just use the WhatsApp thing to get around. Yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Hunter wrote this uh, quote: "I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight." And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, or Shortlong, I added that part, I will <laughs> small make tall. certain, small tall, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, presumably Joe, and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. Why does it I sound am- like... Oh, sorry. You weren't done. No, no. no, it's All great. Right. We, the I last line. I'm like, Trump. Okay, go. So, yeah. Sorry. I just, I can't help it. Um, And the last line of the WhatsApp thing is, I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. End quote. Sorry, I didn't mean to to, to fall into no, a Trump thing. I was it. just going to do that. I'm sitting here with small Paul. Like... <laughs> My ability to forever hold a grudge, the biggest grudge of all time. It will be beautiful a grudge, a big, beautiful grudge. <laughs> I know but, this WhatsApp probably better than you do. Maybe that's yeah, exactly. I know this exactly. venue better than you do. <laughs> that guy's like, best. Mr. Trump, I've been going down here cooking egg big muffins all day. He's like, <laughs> and that's what he's like, man of the people, though, right? Dude, he I is a man of the here. people. He heard uh, just oh, a God, Dairy Queen the other day. He got everybody around a round of blizzards, even though he tried to pretend he didn't know what those were. Dude, I go to get those sometimes. sometimes. You, you've been there? Oh, like, yeah, they're recently. awesome. Dude, they do this with you, and they, they turn it upside down. To show you that it's, like, not souped up? Sure mm-hmm. Nice. I love it. Like, they like go, like, here's your blizzard, and then they go, oh, <laughs> You. But they do that just to show it off, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. look at us. And I would go to, like, get it, dude. And they're going to drop it one of these days. They and really it's are. It's $6.99 now. It's Bidenomics. Biden, it's Biden. Yeah, Biden's American. <laughs> Bidenomics. He's been saying that. Bidenom- Bidenomics yeah. is getting a job where you currently live and being able to, like, he's yeah. saying these things that aren't things. No, like, not at all. Bidenomics. Bidenomics is paying $6.99 for your blizzard that used to cost 4 yeah, building from the middle down and the outside in. Yeah, yeah. Right now they from, love that from the the bottom up and the yeah yeah they hate in. trickle down economics. They love to to mm-hmm. you know jump on that. But uh, sidetracking us here now with the stuff. Sorry, we're just you know just a couple guys doing our thing here. But Juice, don't you have a clip of um what's the guy from Florida? Matt 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 Gates. Is it is it Gurets Gert? G A E T Z. I'm just kidding. I just uh, it always yeah. throws me off. I know it's Matt Gates, uh, but he was grilling the FBI director uh, Christopher Ray just the other day all about this um, message, this WhatsApp message. So uh, you want to pull him in and uh, and see how that went, Juice? I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director? 
I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not has no well, interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. Yeah, absolutely. It's deeply revealing. <laughs> Call a spade his, a spade, uh, right? His stage presence is through the roof. Oh, he didn't like, laugh into a Trump. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, whenever he, he, said, like, after he said it and he said the, you know, hitting it with my father, he's like, is this not cult? Whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not crazy. And oh, no, he definitely. That political, that political hair. Dude, he's got that hair just like your boy Romney and uh, Carrie, right? Yeah, I mean, I, they're the same guy. It's awesome. You know who else has hair like that that should get into a political campaign at some point instead of just commenting on it? Your favorite podcaster these days, Michael Knowles. Michael Knowles, yeah. Political yeah. hair all day from that man. Um, no, I mean, Gates nailed it there. It's great. Like, in it, how hard is it for that guy to just be like, yeah, that's something we should look into? Like, and that ends it. It makes it look worse by him trying to duck and dodge from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's like, I'm not going to comment from this podium. That's classic Karen Jean, Karen <laughs> yeah. Jean pair. Like, I'm not going to answer that. Like, I mean, you kind of have to answer that in yeah, some yeah, way. I mean, other than say, I'm not going to answer that, and then say, oh, so it seems like you're protecting. Well, I'm not protecting them, but I, I'm not going to answer. But I kind of am because I'm not looking into it. So it's crazy. And then I guess right before we jumped on to broadcast today, too, um, they they said like what, like the Secret Service or the FBI is no oh, yeah, going to investigate the cocaine. Thing. Yeah, like, couldn't find it. Oh, whoever could it be? <laughs> like, come on. Like, I know it's funny to like kind of joke about, but again, it's also the reason it's funny is because it's kind of true. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't pull up that clip, but remember, I was showing you him like uh, tweaking on. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the uh, on the balcony down the July. 4th. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like the guy is a admitted drug addict. <laughs> like. Is what it is, but well, like, what if they, if they did catch if that was deemed to be his, like, if that would have ever gone out, wouldn't that have, like, would he have had to gone to jail? Because remember the plea bargain, yeah, because yeah. he was like, oh, I'm gonna go to a drug class because I had these weapons charges and mm-hmm. uh, evasion tax fraud or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna to be go to in violation of what he just agreed to, like you know, crazy. Yeah, but I mean. I, I, again, this is this is one of those topics where, like, I don't know if you have more to like, like throw it in, um, like here, go for it. But it's almost one of those where, like, I can't. I feel like I can't even say much more because it's just so blatantly obvious. In in they're so corrupt, like in the fact that we keep letting them get away with it, or, or the American uh, public isn't more outraged about it. It's kind of you know aggravating but i guess that's what we're supposed to be doing here is turning people onto it but it's just like guys it's right in front of your face here you really need us to spell this out for you uh now bio breaks aside want to hit that lightning round no bumper just love, jump right into it i'd love to hit that lightning round let's go let's do All it right. first clip up uh 
none other, none better. <laughs> Kamala, Kamala Harris. Love Recently. it. You, you know how to set this one up? What was she at? Like a yeah, she was doing like some sort of conference. I think some some all oh, great women empowerment conference. Like I don't even know what it was. <laughs> To be life honest with coach, you, like a life coach situation. Yeah. You know, she'd just be in Kamala la la ding dong. Uh, but yeah, they, they were so after away they said, is that still a COVID bit? Like, I don't know. Why yeah. is it so far away? She's on the other side of the room. Um, but she the the question was about culture. That's what the lady asked her about. Like, oh, how do you define culture in today's world? Mr. Gilmore, I mean, Mr. Gilmore, <laughs> Mr. Madison, you have, uh, your team has a couple seconds. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's see what she has to say. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have. We have. Uh. It comes in the morning. Uh, that glitched up a little bit. You want it again? Or I have a very similar one from, I don't know, was this a year ago or so? Uh, even better. But same idea. Let's see if this one works a little better. All right. Let's Kamala, see. Kamala, a couple of years ago. We, uh, we're going to remove you. All right. See you on. Yes, sir. We were all um, doing a tour of the library here. And um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children, She's incredible, and she's the greatest weapon in Joe Biden Biden's arsenal right now. He uh, she's keeping him alive because nobody wants to face uh, a world with that's led with uh, or led by President Harris. Yeah, the do the, the funny like thing she says is, that a hundred times too. It's incredible, but the thing that I love with her is like I might I've noticed it myself now that we're on video, and I'm like, oh man, how do I like avoid doing it? But when she does the eyes up, like, like she's always like trying to, that's when she's stuck, like trying to think of like something. Uh, and then like, and she always uses, go back, Oh, the, go back to the passage of time. That was good. Exactly. And then she always uses the right. Like, again, it's something I try to be aware of for, you know, people like us, we talk here trying to do this. Um, but you know when you have to rely on the word right, like after a point you make that you are not even convinced with what you're saying yet, or it's just like a crutch that she's using, where she's like trying to, oh, so the thing with the culture is, culture is uh, how you feel in the morning, right? Right? Like, <laughs> she's not right about it. She doesn't know. Yeah, and then she shine. just does, oh, man, but the sun comes up. 
choking on the. Remember, she's like choking on the fuel of the bus. Oh man, I was that little girl. So she's just the worst. Um, what do uh, we got after you Carmella? To, you brought it up last week. I blanked on it. Uh, <laughs> I immediately remembered it when I saw it. Yes. But uh, what is it, Brother Franklin? Any oh other, yes. Do you know any extra background? No, I mean, Brother Franklin. This is basically just—I I don't know what kind of denomination it is. I don't know where it came from, but Brother Franklin. Just everybody was in the in the church making their way up to put their donation in the bucket, and Brother Franklin was touched by the Lord, I, I suppose. So he really uh, put a little extra into his uh, donation procession. It's awesome. I know we're we're both Catholic, but what if what if that was like you know going on for us to to do donations? The Catholic Church might be raising some more money if they do that. uh, that. Eric Carlson thing (laughs) since day one. (laughs) That's Uh, incredible. Like if they're going through the envelopes and stuff, and they're like, you know, that better been a thousand dollar donation. (laughs) If they go, this brother Franklin, fifty cents. And he almost took that lady's legs off. And he's doing the... <laughs> he had some moves. Like that was incredible. He did the oh, thing yeah. where you like, do this with your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but even the lady he almost took out, she wasn't even upset about it. She just kind of stepped back and, go ahead, do your thing. Yeah. Oh, in- incredible. That I... I looked it up after the show last week, like immediately, because I was just cracking up that we brought it up. And oh man, I'm so glad we were able to share that with you guys. If you if that's the first time you've ever seen it, I'm jealous of anybody out there who's never yeah. seen that before. Like imagine if at the end it wasn't even in a you know piece of a thing, but it was just like yeah. you sprinkle in like change in there. Boom. <laughs> yeah, drop in like seventy-five cents. In a five dollar <laughs> Foxwoods chip. <laughs> Brother Franklin. Uh, That's great. Next, All right, what do we got next? Next, next clip. Uh, Save a Private Ryan. You got something Ooh, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to do this one because it, it I was getting very patriotic there on the uh, fourth. And there's something important in this clip that I think uh, I think we'll let the clip play first. And then uh, I, I kind of want to want to point it out to you guys afterwards, see if you pick up on it, too. But um, it's something I think a lot of us in today's world could uh could use to to live better lives maybe but great movie saving private ryan i love it i have this split up into two clips is that cool okay yeah perfect let's do do it just run through both or let it you want to talk in between or just let it roll 
Um, Go right to the next just, one, right? I think we can let it roll because it's just uh, cutting out a little bit of stuff that, uh, you know, you okay. know, Spielberg, he drags out his scenes a little bit. So kind of get to the point a little bit quicker. But, yeah, just run them back to back. Yeah, okay, all right. We got a medic! They're tank busters, sir, P-51s. Angels on our shoulders. What, sir? with you, I, I wasn't sure how I'd feel coming back here. Every day, I think about what you said to me that day on the bridge. I've tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, I earned what all of you have done for me. Whew. Try getting through that one with a dry eye, my man. Yeah. Um, Want me to ask you my question before or after? Your go question? ahead. Lay it on me. Who, who is Ernest? <laughs> Come on, dude. What? <laughs> That's a big, he's a Ernest, Ernest. He says, earn this. Uh, all right. That's, no. Maybe that's, that's, the, this is where you're going that's the point of the whole clip. That's where I'm going with it. He says, uh, the, Ernest. Pulls him in. Ernest. He says, he says but I'm like, why is it Ernest? And then he doesn't tell, say yeah. anything. No, he says, James, because that's James Ryan, Private Ryan. And then he says, earn this. But he's he's dying. So, but I then thought he, he died mid-advice. <laughs> no. Like, so then... Ernest, but Ernest, you need to uh, earn this. <laughs> <laughs> so the but the the great thing is, and then at the end, that's him as an old man visiting, you know, the Tom Hanks character's grave there mm-hmm. with his whole family, and he's saying like, "I hope I, I lived a good life. I tried to be a good man. I have my family here with me. I hope I earned your sacrifice." Like that's you know you know the movie. Obviously, they they all go to find the one guy. And they argue about it throughout the movie. Like, why do 13 of us go in risking our lives to save this one guy? And it feels unjust. And I'm sure it is like to those individuals. But, um, you know, that's the thing he says to him as he's dying. His last wish is, man, I'm dying right here. I died. I'm giving up my life for you. You better go ahead and earn this then. And I think we could be a better country if more people at least felt that here in America a little bit. Like we're pretty privileged to be raised and born here in America in the greatest country in the world. And we should be earning what was sacrificed for us to get here. Um, and I just think it's, 
think it's a great point. It works in that movie, but it could work for all of us too because we're pretty lucky. Ernest goes to war. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't there an Ernest one where he's in like? Uh, I'm sure there is. There's like 50 camp. Ernest movies. I think that Ernest goes to jail. Ernest celebrates Christmas. Ernest celebrates Hanukkah. Ernest celebrates Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. have one that to break it up. This is just something I've been laughing about all all week, and it will break up the the sappiness. And the, the okay, sappiness. Let's but do uh, it. no no intro required. Just some people having a good time. I think I could have used a little bit of setup. Took me a while to realize. <laughs> oh yeah, they have the chicken. They have those uh, <laughs> chickens on their feet. And so he, he has a blindfold. He has a blindfold. Yeah. There's five guys in that room, and he has a belt, and like he can only hit them based upon the sound of them. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, those... we watched it. Now we, oh. we watched it. Now I'm saying it. I mean, I feel like minutes. you get it pretty quickly. <laughs> but the guy's but going like, I didn't but, know where that what? noise was coming from at first. Oh. I'm like, what's the noise? I thought they were like yelping as they were getting hit. Oh, yeah. That is hilarious. Funny, oh, that's good stuff. Now, were those the people that um, sued Harvard in North Carolina? Same exact people. Love it. I think Geniuses. that's genius. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what those words meant. We might get censored for that. Who knows? How about when he hit himself in the leg, though? That yeah. That's great. Yeah, because the guy put the shoe out. He did like a, <laughs> a fake one. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. Uh, I want to play that one with uh, with the group text. Let's see if we can get Bass, Onion, uh, Joe Pa, me, you. Um, we know Gorski won't show up, so he's out. Mm. But. Uh, Get us all in a room together playing that game. Yeah, all right. All uh, right. What do you got? Anything else? I'm done. All right. What a great lightning round, everybody. Thank you for that. Now let's shift gears and uh, bring things home with a come on, man, segment of the day.
<laughs> all right, all right. So the Come On Man is sponsored by nobody yet. Uh, we would love to get a sponsor for this. So, you know, reach out to us, right and wrong, 617 at gmail.com. What is it? All one word. Thank you. Um, if you guys are interested in sponsoring this segment, I don't expect to really hear from anybody just yet, but uh, maybe one day, just one day we will. Maybe Miller Lite. Um, it'd be great. Or the Haunted Mansion, if we can get Disney to unwokeify themselves. Yeah, but anyways, Walt, maybe. Not the current. Walt in the in the gray wool with a butt. Mm-hmm. He'd be all for our program. Yeah. Um, now, you guys all know the Come On Man segment is usually finding a clip. Um, you know, somebody who said something did something. So ridiculous, so absurd, that even though we're going to make fun of him for a couple minutes here, all we pretty much could say is, come on, man. So. Today, uh, I, I teed it up a little bit when we opened the show that if you are a dog lover, you might uh, be interested in this one right here. Um, it's going to be Sports Center anchor Scott Van Pelt. And he, uh, I think it's close to a year ago now, but he, um, you know, has a segment on the show where he kind of gives like a message, monologue, inspirational kind of speech. And, uh, I guess that's setting it up enough. Juice, you want to bring in Scott Van Pelt and hear what he uh, had to talk about? One big thing. I apologize in advance for however this goes. Lebetard asked if I cried when I wrote it, said I was doomed if I did. So I guess I'm doomed. It's all right. A few years ago, I wrote about my dad on the anniversary of his passing, which wasn't easy, but this is more difficult. Because any time I wrote anything for this show, sitting behind me in my office in his spot on a leather chair was Otis the dog. And that thing is worn in like a catcher's mitt because of him. Ever since COVID, when we seemed to do everything on Zoom, if you talk to me, well, you got him as well, right over my right shoulder, because he just wanted to be wherever I was. Now, sometimes he'd stand up and readjust. Sometimes he'd lick himself because, hey, what do you want from me? I'm a dog. I waited. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hit the next one real quick. The panel, but I cut out a little extra. Okay. We still need to hear this thing. Hey, what do you, you want? Know, it bothers my mom when I say nothing has. I said, hey, what do you want from me? I'm a dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, hashtag dog mom. <laughs> you've seen these bumper stickers though oh, uh, like brutal. i love i have a dog love my dog but like my kids have four legs no no they don't uh, i got a good one about dude i got a good one i forgot to tell you about earlier remind me after these clips about the guest um attendant around the corner from me and a dog now it bothers my mom when i say nothing has ever loved me the way otis did because she's my mom i understand but i just ask her I ever do anything that made you mad? Uh-huh. Exactly. Otis was never mad at me. Now, he wouldn't look at me when he saw a suitcase. He'd go on hunger strike anytime I was gone for too long. But that was as cross as he ever got with me. Nothing we do could earn what our dogs give away to us for free. That level of love and loyalty. And so many of you know what I am talking about. I've read count. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. Um, have loves, hopes, or dreams because he's a dog. Like, 
The same reason why he licks himself. He's a dog. You don't have to do anything to earn that affection, pal. That's my gripe with this whole segment is he's chatting this thing up like, and it's too many people in the world today are like this with their animals. And he's, it it says more about him, the human being, that he needs the comfort of this animal of his to to validate himself, to to love him. Because I'm sure the dog's great, like great dog, but I'm sure. Weird, but again, that's that's what a dog's there for, just to be a companion, right? But it's like it's easy to get the affection of a dog. It's hard to get the affection of another human, another you know, living, breathing person who has their own thoughts and dreams and feelings. Not a dog. Sorry, is there, is there more? I don't doubt that. Yeah, there's more, but I don't doubt okay. that 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 Otis would be sad if Scott Van Pelt died. But at like at the end of the like. Eventually, like who's filling up the bowl? Like he's gonna wag that tail again. <laughs> yeah. Like if if yeah. Scott Van Pelt's gone, yeah, you know? he'll he'll move over to Stephanie Van Pelt. Is that her name? I don't know. I just thought it would work. No, but he gets married. Like he talks about that. Anyway. No, I know he's married. He's got kids and stuff like that. But it's just it, it's it's the dog owner and the dog like his mother. Like oh, Yo, you've ever get mad at me? Yeah, of course he got mad at me. You know. Like you're never gonna have, yeah. like, yeah. you should be sad that you don't have a better relationship. Like that you compare exactly. your mother to the dog. Exactly. And my mother's out of control. <laughs> Most of us so, are, and I love my dog, but you know, uh, another th- thing about this, I think you've said it to me before. Or we thought about the hypothetical, like so. Scott Van Pelt has like a ten year old. It seems this dog's ten years old. Yeah, if they're both drowning in the ocean drowning in the ocean he's taking otis over just a stranger 10 year old that's that's the hypothetical because i would hope he would save his his own son oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Otis. no no yeah but, yeah uh, no it, uh, his dog over or a, a random 10 year old stranger stranger he's taking yeah. his dog yeah. that's sad and that that's the old um what's his name um dennis prager threw that out there before and yeah, he was, was shocked prager you a Prager you thing, but yeah, about how many people would do that, save their own dog before just a stranger drowning in the ocean. And it's like, it's a no brainer. You save the human being, but. But probably the same people that would get mad at you for, you know, if there was a dog that bit a kid's face off and you euthanize it, but the same people are aborting children. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. I think where are we at? Number three. Sure. The truth of the matter is that the only thing our dogs have to do to take up this much room in our hearts and in our souls is be ours. Otis gave way in the pecking order to a sister and then two brothers. So gentle, so patient, so protective. He would have taken off your arm if he thought you meant to do them harm. For real. But even as they pummeled him and climbed on him and pestered him, he never so much as showed his teeth even one time to any of them in protest. He'd raise his voice and do that dog talk thing. I'd laugh and I'd say, talk to him, Odie boy, let him know. But that was the extent of it. Simply by his presence, he has been a joyous and loving constant every single day of each of their lives. Oh, my goodness. You like how he, like, he throws in the things like, oh, he looks himself or the... Cause, oh, Talk I'm to him, Odie boy. Witty. Oh, I'm the witty funny anchor. <laughs> like, 
insert laugh track like right there. Um, come on. I mean, again, that whole thing, the full clip of that is five minutes and 44 seconds. Oh, I got some more though. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's keep yeah. going then. Um, yeah, you ready for it? Yes, sir. Trying to explain his absence to my children was one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had to do. How do you make it make sense to them? Hell, how do I make it make sense to me? And the simplest explanation, I suppose, for any of this is the truest. That the best part of this life is loving anything. And you do it even knowing the hardest part, which is that somewhere in the equation, inevitably, there will be loss. And the weight of this one is immense. Because he was the corner puzzle piece. So much of what mattered to our family. The big things and the little connected to him. This is, like, insane. Is there is there more or was that the end of it? <laughs> There's a little bit more, but I have one last thing to oh, go ahead. say. About, all right, okay, fine. But I'm saying, same people, like, with Odie Boy, like, there was a clip where, you know, he, he had cancer, kind of. You know, and that's, that's eventually what, what happened. But... Yeah. Uh, same people. I'm a dog guy. I, I, I'm like saying these same people, uh, but but they would, you know, like twenty thousand dollars in surgery for a dog yeah. with like cancer or something, and put their mother in a home. Yes, a- thank you. No, I was yeah. I was talking about like I was talking with Ashley about it a little bit, and like she kind of was like, oh, you know, you could say that about so many things out there. And she's right. But like, I, I focused on like, think about the amount of money and time and effort that people, you know, the money that goes in from the family trying to save the dog. And then the, the skills that are required from the people working on the dog that they could be using on humans or on other things, as opposed to, you know, trying to remove the cancerous tumor from a dog's stomach. Like, we had a, we had a, an ear surgery on the dog recently. And I go yeah. into this, this pet hospital and they're like, they're saying it to everybody, like, oh, what's your baby name? What's your baby's name? Like, oh. and I'm like, they're talking about the dog? Or like oh. the, the snake? You know, like, yeah. it's, a, it's not just the dogs. Like, oh, oh my the goodness. But that's like, and, and again, it's more, it's, it's not even, I hate it because like I had a couple of dogs growing up. Like, I don't have one now. I don't think I will get one as an adult ever. But, I have nothing against dogs. Hey, your dog's the coolest. Love that that dude. But it's the dog owner in the in the culture, the dog culture, um, that really frustrates me. The people that bring the dogs everywhere now. Um, we were at the beach last week, and there was a dog on the beach, like, and it had a, a vest on so that nobody could say anything. But there's no way that dog was was actually needed. It's these stupid emotional support dog. Um, it's just out of control and we've gotten to this point that now we have sports center anchors giving like eulogies to their freaking dog for the whole country to hear. You got, you got another one of him. I'm not going to go to it. It's another minute, 30 seconds, but doesn't he start crying minutes? Oh yeah. You want to see it? Like he, he literally starts crying. Like it's sad, but like, why are you doing this to yourself? One, two, the viewers. Yeah. There's most people, Maybe 50-50 are dog people. But why are you, like, doing a five-minute segment? And I think you said he did one for his father. You mm-hmm. know, or what's his name? Two, that's right. Stuart Scott. Those both added together equal the dog one, right? Yeah. He gave his dad two minutes and 40 seconds, 
and he gave Stuart Scott three minutes and 34 seconds. Otis the dog got 544. Come on, Otis the dog. And, and that's not the only time he's done one about this dog. He also did one after like one of his dog's surgeries a few years ago and thanking everybody for all the love they've given to Otis. He's recovering from the surgery now. Like, give me a break. All right, are we going to watch this, watch it crying? I mean, you want to just tie a bow on it or do you want to see this? I don't know. I forget what he says at the end. Is there anything right. good other than him crying? I mean, it's not good that he's crying. <laughs> I feel bad that his dog died, but like, and I, <laughs> Just I'm give pro it dog. To us. I'm pro pro Second Amendment and pro dog. Let that be known at the end. Okay. Okay, but I'll give you a crying Scott Van <laughs> When I get home from the show late at night, I'd sit in a chair in a room off of our kitchen in the dark, and I'd wait to hear the click of his nails on the floor. And then he'd barrel down the stairs, tail going like a helicopter, and he'd headbutt my knee again and again, like he was saying. Give me some love, Papa, and some treats. All right, big fella. I got plenty of both. Just like sitting behind me in my office. It was the last part of our daily routine to be wherever I was. And now he's not. After the show tonight, I'd rather drive all the way from D.C. to the Pacific Ocean instead of taking a short ride home where I'm going to sit in the dark waiting for my Odie boy. But if this hurt is the cost of the transaction for being on the receiving end of a mighty love that I got to know in Otis the dog, then I pay it with enormous gratitude. Because even though I'm crying, I was just so happy he was ours. And I'm so happy that we were his. My friend Spencer Hall said simply, dogs are grace. And Chris Stapleton sings about a revelation that a dog has a soul. And they're both right. I stared into the eyes of Otis the dog and into his soul, and I promised him again and again, yours is going to forever live in mine. Do not put dogs on the same level as human beings. Dogs have a soul like we do. No. Dogs are grace, not like, like oh. Lord or Jesus, like dogs are grace. Oh, this guy. Like, that was absurd. The cry seemed super forced, if we're being honest. Oh, my goodness. Didn't it? That the, uh, it, it was just... <laughs> like, dude, why are we, like, we're hammering somebody who just, like, their dog died, but he's putting it out there. Same Absolutely. like, where, what's her name? The lady who's like, oh, your child is Chelsea Hammer. Yes. yes. Like, you, you, you do jokes about, you know... I'm exactly. To, no, you're choosing to put yourself out there. Um... No, but you know what? In and again, I probably should have looked this up. I like I said, I feel like this was almost a year ago now. I guarantee you that this jackass and his family have replaced Otis the dog with a new dog to put into their life. Guarantee. I think at, I think at the end he was saying, like, I would trade my mother and my father <laughs> one more year for with one you. more year with you, Odie. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Odie boy. Oh man, uh, uh, but. This just cat ridiculous. This is not anti dog. This this cast respects. We're anti Scott. <laughs> anti Scott <laughs> and Pelt. We are. We are. And again, I I feel like I have a hard time with that because people like label like obviously I have a strong take on this thing, and this isn't the only time I've shared it. I've shared it 
off screen with people. Um, but it doesn't mean I don't like dogs. That's what I can't help. You know, that's what I want to make sure I hammer through is I do like dogs. And if Otis, the dog was there at the party, I'm sure I would have been petting him and playing with him. But I hate the way that dogs get brought everywhere nowadays and people treat their dogs like human beings. And it's made us worse human to human because we replace any bit of like, you know, somebody that's not just going to do everything you want when you want and agree with you all the time. We can't get that from another human. So we'll just, you know, remove humans from our life and replace that with just an animal that's going to come when I say come sit with me when I say sit and play with me when I want to play with it. So I don't know. This this might be, I don't know, a hot take, a crazy take or whatever, but I think that instead of the Massachusetts HD 4420, you know, register your magazines and barrels, uh, gun law that they should do a law on, you know, these people who drive with the animal in their lap with oh. his head out the driver's window and they're it. like going around, yeah. around the dog and the dog sitting on their lap. Like it's, I don't care if the dog's has his mouth and his tongue waving out of the passenger side, but they're driving around with like 40 pound dogs Horrible. on their lap. Horrible. <laughs> You know, my man, my man, Ron from Florida made that um, something you could get a fine for, like pulled over illegal for the dog being hanging out the window at all. Yeah. Like, which I'm like, I'm, I can get on board with that. It's a distraction. I feel like Trump's pro dog. Like, you just be like, probably, you know, it's a beautiful dog, but just keep it in the passenger seat. You know which ones I really like? Rottweilers. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just an aggressive dog. They stand up for what's right. Let's make Rottweilers great again. No, it's not even those. Which ones are the ones? What pitbulls? Pitbulls. Yeah, that's where I was. That's what I meant. Not Rottweilers. Pitbulls that everybody's like afraid of. Trump's kind of a pitbull, so I feel like he'd be he'd be on on board with an aggressive dog like that. All right, like a Shih Tzu. <laughs> oh come on, man! On that note, we're gonna say goodnight to the audience out there. Um, before we do that though, we would like to offer up Scott Van Pelt and Otis the dog by association. One big fat classic. Come on, man. Um, like I said, that's our show. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. Juice, you got anything else to leave the audience with tonight? No, but is this where I put the closing? Yes, uh, this would be a good they- spot to do that. Once we say thank you, good night. Follow us on our social media, join the YouTube page. Rumble, uh, share us around, and uh, until next week. Thanks for having us. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice, executive producer Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.